Good morning. Our Christ, our God, is the glorious impossible. Everything he does, which is impossible for us, he can do. He can do anything. He's our refuge, yes? He is our refuge even when tragedy strikes. He's our refuge, people of God. He's our refuge, saints of light, when the suffering hurts and penetrates so deeply. That's the sting of death. It's the smell of the curse of Genesis 3 and it's an ever-present reminder to God's people that he has yet to remove the curse. Hope Bible Church, I want you to be reminded that Adam's leprosy cleaves to us still. And the curse echoes in the recesses of our fallen nature. I just wish I could strip it off. But I don't have that kind of control. I don't have any control over God's timetable to remove something that only he can do. But our change is coming. And that he has given sin a certificate of Divorce, and one day he will remove away the enmity of creation. He will one day remove the enmity of the universe. Death. Suffering. Cancer. But in the meantime, we are in the waiting. Just waiting for our change to come waiting for his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Waiting for the kingdoms of this earth to be consummated by the soon arrival of the kingdom of our great Prince of Peace. But in the meantime, we're in the waiting. And Christ is saying to his people and to this world, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The major thrust of Psalm 46 is what we're going to be looking at this morning. Psalm 46. is seen in God who is the source of stability for his people in two major circumstances. 
The Lord is our source of stability in the midst of troublesome environments or when trouble comes. Verses one to three. And the Lord is our source of of stability in the midst of troublesome nations or when the nations rage against the church. Verses four through 11. I want to go ahead and read this to you first. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear. Though the earth should change and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam. Though the mountains quake at its swelling pride. Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy dwelling places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations made an uproar. The kingdoms tottered. He raised his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord who has wrought desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. Cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Selah. Father in heaven, be our peace this morning because we desperately, desperately need your comfort today. In Jesus' name. What I want to do is look at verse 1 where we see the confirmation of God's stability. The confirmation of God's stability in verse 1 where we read, God is our refuge and strength. So I want you to stop there and I want you to see that the writers of this psalm are the sons of Korah and they were absolutely masterful at utilizing and grasping, taking metaphors in order to convey a spiritual punchline. And so when we consider the illustration of a place of refuge, it's based on a real dwelling place in the Hebrews called the Makesh. It was a physical shelter, perhaps somewhat similar to the way we see our homes today in America, but our shelters, our homes pale in comparison to the comfort and refuge we have in our Christ. But it's not just a place of refuge. The psalmist writes that our Prince of Peace is our refuge. He's our refuge and our strength. Our refuge and strength. Oats in the Hebrew. Oats. It literally means a fortification. 
And it was a place to reside against the enemy. It was a place to hide in times of deep distress. It's broad enough to include everything. Sickness. Fear. Everything. And the enemies of God can't infiltrate his kingdom, and neither the gates of Hades or the sting of death will ever be able to penetrate the fortitude that we have in Christ, in God. God gives to his people, Hope Bible Church, the peace and comfort when the valley seems so dark. And those who take refuge in him will soon find that he is a very present help in times of trouble. He's such a very present help when the pain is just so overbearing, when it hurts so bad. Literally, it means that God is findable, a very present help. He's findable. You can find him in the midst of your grief. You can find him in the midst of your pain. You can find him. He is easy to be found. And Hope Bible Church, this morning, I want you to be reminded that the Lord is keeping an account of all of your wanderings. All of them. He's keeping an account of all of your tears. And he's put them in his bottle. Hope Bible Church, I want you to be reminded, and this is equally applies to me as well, that we must desperately seek the Lord and he will answer us. He will deliver us from every fear. Whether it means lose a loved one, whether it means to know that you yourself may be perishing, and which is, it's gonna happen to everybody in this room, some faster than others, but the sting of death just hurts so bad. And you who look to him are so radiant, so radiant, and your faces shall never be ashamed. You won't ever be ashamed when you seek him. Psalm 34, verse 5. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cries. Brothers and sisters in Christ, when the, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and he delivers them out of all their trouble. All not some, everything. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. My friends, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Psalm 34, 19. Saints of light, The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will ever be condemned. No one. 
That is a promise. He promised that. Beloved, one day we will be bathed in the light of Christ and we will look at the rear view mirror of our life and see that death is but a fading memory. That cancer is but a fading memory. That disease is but a fading memory. So be resolute. Be strong. Be confirmed in God's stability. This world is passing away. It's passing away. This is the point of the conclusion of God's stability in verses 2 and 3. Look at verses 2 and 3. Therefore, what's the conclusion? We will not fear. Though the earth should change, and though the mountains slip, literally that means to move into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride. Selah, that means a division in the section of the psalm. It just means to just give pause and just think. Give pause. Here the writer, he gives a small portrait of the end of the world. He, you have the earth and you have the mountains which are said to be moving out of their place. They're, they're, they're initially held firmly in place but they're now completely being unhinged and they're being cast down into the sea. The roaring of the, and the billowing of the foam, the very undoing of the created order itself But despite all of that, despite the end of the world, despite those things, verse 2 reminds us, (laughs) don't fear, don't fear. Because we know the one who founded the earth. We know the one who created the heavens because they're the work of Christ's hands. Hebrews 1.10. It's all the work of Christ. And though everything should pass away, the children of his servants will continue. They're going to live forever. And their descendants will be established before him, before Christ. Because he is our refuge and strength. So we don't need to be afraid. Hope Bible Church. God shall arise one day and his chariots are twice 10,000 times 10,000. We will be there. And so in your troubled hearts this morning, in your tears, you sing with everything you have to the Lord with tears. You sing with tears to the Lord. You sing praises to the one who rides the ancient heavens whose majesty is over Israel and his power is in the sky. Awesome is God from his sanctuary. And he gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. Blessed be God because we're in him. And he gives us strength when we so need it. We sure need it. 
today. I read about a woman. Her name is Anne Steele. She was born in Broughtonhamshire in 1717. Her father was a timber merchant. At the same time, uh, officiated as a her father officiated as a lay pastor at the Baptist Society in Broughton. Her mother died when she was three, and at the age of 19, she became an invalid after injuring her hip. At the age of 21, she was engaged to be married, but her fiancé drowned the day of the wedding. And on the occasion of his death, she wrote a hymn which says, When I survey life's varied scenes. And after the death of her fiancé, she assisted her father with his ministry, and she remained single. But despite her suffering, her sufferings, she maintained a cheerful attitude. She published a book of poetry on subjects chiefly devotional in 1760. One of her poems bears the earmarks actually of Psalm 46. It's absolutely, it's touching. Let me go ahead and read it to you. Dear refuge of my weary soul, on thee when sorrows rise, on thee when waves of trouble roll, my fainting hope relies. To thee I tell each rising grief, for thou alone canst heal. Thy word can bring a sweet relief for every pain I feel. But oh, when gloomy doubts prevail, I fear to call thee mine. The springs of comfort seem to fail, and all my hopes decline. Yet gracious God, where shall I flee? Thou art my only trust, and still my soul would cleave to thee, though prostrate in the dust. Hast thou not bid me seek thy face? And shall I seek in vain? And can the ear of sovereign grace be deaf when I complain? No, still the ear of sovereign grace attends the mourner's prayer. Oh, may I ever find access to breathe my sorrows there. Thy mercy seat is open still. Here, let my soul retreat. With humble hope, attend thy will and wait beneath thy feet. Thy mercy seat is open still. Here, let my soul retreat. With humble hope, attend thy will and wait beneath thy feet. Your source and your stability is in one person, one Christ, one mediator, one prince of peace. There's nowhere else we can go not the end of the story. I want you to be reminded that the Lord is our source of stability in the midst of troublesome nations or you could say when things get so confusing outside the church. And what I want you to see is the note, the chorus of confidence in verses four through seven. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. 
she shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter, he utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. And I want you to note the distinction between the roaring of the waves, a world set aflame. In verse three, it's that of a quiet, a peaceful river in the dwelling place of our God and King. And I actually believe that the psalmist has in mind the quiet waters of Siloam that flowed right through the city of Jerusalem back in those days, in the days of King Hezekiah, the prophet. If you were to turn to other pages of scripture in Psalm 36, verses eight through nine, that echoes a similar kind of imagery in which the rivers are a metaphor for the blessings of restoration. How precious, it says the psalmist in 36, eight and nine, how precious is your loving kindness, O God. And the children of men take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They drink their fill of the abundance of your house. And you give them to drink of the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Zechariah 14, 8 and 9, it says, On that day, living waters shall flow out of Jerusalem, half of them to the eastern sea and half of them to the western sea. It shall continue in summer as in winter. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day, the Lord will be one and his name the only one. Isaiah 33, 21. But there, the Lord in majesty will be for us a place of broad rivers and streams. Joel 3, 18. And in that day, the mountains shall drip sweet wine and the hills shall flow with milk and all the stream beds of Judah shall flow with water and a fountain shall come forth from the house of the Lord and water the valley of Shittim. And you can trace this, the echoes of scripture, clear all the way to the book of Revelation, 22 verses one through five, where we get a glimpse of this celestial brook, this supernatural brook running through the city of the new Jerusalem, our home, our home, Revelation 21 through five. Then the angel showed me the, the river of the water of life bright as crystal flowing from the throne of God into the Lamb through the middle of the streets of the city. Man, I wonder what that looks like. I can't wait. I remember a story I heard from Randy Alcorn in his book on heaven. You ought to get that book. It's about this thick. If that's too much for you, there's a children's one, which I'm reading. <laughs> And if you can't read that one, there's even a thinner one. But one of the questions that he asked is this. He goes, what about all the unfulfilled promises in this unregenerate earth, this fallen earth? And he says that the promises of the saints of light in our fallen condition, when we fail, when there's promises that we either forget or promises that we fail to keep, He said, the promises that we fail here will be fulfilled in the kingdom. We will never, ever break a promise again. 
Because all of our promises will be in fulfillment for the glory of Christ. What you lose in this earth, you'll have so much more in Christ, in his inheritance that he has given freely to you. Freely. I just cannot wait to see that day. I cannot wait. I mean, that's the reason why we should exalt in the same course of confidence, right? That's the reason why. Because the main reason is noted in verse 5. God is there. (laughs) It's that simple. God is in the midst of her. That is the city of God. She shall not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns. Just a quick backdrop. God consecrated Israel to be a light to the nations. God dwelt in the midst of his people. The king always identified with his people. He did not dwell, or I should say, he didn't dwell with the surroundings of the other unbelieving nations. He dwelled with his people. But with those who believed and trusted in him, and this is a really great application, doesn't he dwell amongst his people now? Of course he does. Of course he does. We who were separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of the promise, without a hope, and without God in the world, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. <coughs> of course it applies. And every comfort, any kind of sorrow that you may have, applies to Christ who gives his comfort eternally to his people because he's a God of promises. God's people will not be moved. Look at the end of verse five. God will help her when the morning dawns with reference to the city of of Israel, the city of God. That city will not move. We will not be moved either. Here the the psalmist, he harkens back to Exodus 14, 27 where we read the hand of the Lord leading the people out of Egypt, and it was at the break of dawn where Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea so that the waters would come back over the Egyptian army while Israel was safe on dry land. But the point that I want you to understand, the point that I I want to convey is that even in times of deep distress, he is always with his people, always even when you pray to the Lord and your prayers feel like they're bouncing back, that is when you pray by faith. Because you have to understand and believe his promises for his people. And if you believe that he hears the prayers of his saints, you believe those things by faith. By faith. No matter what you feel. No matter the emotion. No matter what goes on. No matter the circumstances. Verse 6. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. I mean, doesn't that, it almost seems to reflect the earmarks of our crumbling society. 
Here the psalmist in his own day, he's encountered many surrounding nations. I mean, you, look, you can even look today, Israel is surrounded by her enemies. The people of God are always surrounded. I mean, they're just, the nations just seem to be just slowly falling apart because they push God away and in his judgment, he gives them over. This world is falling apart. But when our Christ comes, note the last part of verse six, he will utter his voice and everything will be changed. Everything, the earth will melt. He's gonna reconstruct this planet. He's gonna reconstruct everything, the universe, everything. And verse seven is absolutely gorgeous, it's beautiful. Before I forget though, in verse six, I want you to know that the destruction of the planet and the universe is the planet and the universe, but not his people, not his people, not those who reside in him. And that is why verse seven is so gorgeous, so beautiful, because the Lord of hosts is with us because he's our fortress, he's our fortitude, he's our strength, he is with us, he is with us. That's it's so familiar, so familiar. What did Jesus say to his followers during the Great Commission? He said, lo, I am with you, what? Always, always. He is here among his people, comforting, massaging our hearts, with his word. So the psalmist has every reason to have such a chorus of confidence. We have every reason to have such a chorus of confidence because the Lord is our source of stability in the midst of troublesome environments. The Lord is our source of stability in the midst of troublesome nations when everything just goes haywire. He is there. And we understand the psalmist chorus of confidence, but this was a result in a chorus of conviction. This is what it resulted in. This confidence came to a conviction. Verse 8, verses 8 through 11. Come, come, look, behold the works of the Lord, how he has wrought desolations on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. In other words, look at what he's done. Look at what God has done. He is inviting us to see the works of the Lord, qualified as, well, the desolations of the planet in verse 8. And here we are in verse 9. He makes the wars to cease. He breaks the bow. He cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. In other words, when the Lord comes, he will make peace through conquest, not peace through negotiation. The Lord will put an end to the hostility of the nations. Christ will also say, 
to death that your reign of terror is over. And he will swallow up death forever. And God's people will be crowned with such everlasting joy that joy and gladness will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee. And the people of God will wail for joy. And the sounds of weeping and crying will never be heard again. And Christ will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the former things have passed away. They're in the rearview mirror. But in the meantime, we're in the waiting. In the meantime, we can look at verse 10 and obey the words of the inspired writer who wrote to be still. Be still. In other words, shh. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us, this is verse 11, the God of Jacob is our fortress. So Hope Bible Church, the Lord will be king over all the earth. And in that day will be the only one and his name the only one. He will roar like a lion. Indeed, he will roar and he will utter his voice from Jerusalem and the heavens and the earth will tremble. Joel 3.16, it says this, but the Lord is a refuge for his people. And under his sovereign wings, you will find rest for your weary, weary souls. We're gonna find rest. We're gonna get through this. Pastor Leek's gonna get through this. His family is going to get through this. The Bodwins are going to get through this. The Baldridges are going to get through this. The suffering that an individual suffering and the pain that we are going through right now as a people, we're going to make it through this because God is our refuge and his name is the only one. I want to read to you something from Psalm 46. It's actually a hymn written by Shane and and Shane. It's called Lord of Hosts. O come, behold the works of God, the nations at his feet. He breaks the bow and bends the spear and tells the wars to cease. O mighty one of Israel, you are on our side. We walk by faith in God who burns the chariots with fire. Lord of Hosts, you're with us, with us in the fire with us as a shelter, with us in the storm, you will lead us. Though the fiercest battle, oh, where else would we go but with the Lord of hosts? O God of Jacob, fierce and great, you lift your voice to speak. The earth, it bows, bows, and all the mountains move into the sea. O Lord, you know the hearts of men and you still let them live. O God who makes the mountains melt, Come wrestle us and come wrestle us and win. 
O God who makes the mountains melt, come wrestle us and win. Lord of hosts, you're with us, with us in the fire, with us as a shelter, with us in the storm. You will lead us through the fiercest battle. Oh, where else will we go but with the Lord of hosts? Though oceans roar, you are the Lord of all the one who calms the wind and waves and makes my heart be still. Though the earth gives way, the mountains move into the sea, the nations rage, I know my God is in control. Though oceans roar, you are the Lord of all. The one who calms the wind and the waves makes my heart be still. Though the earth gives way, the mountains move into the sea, the nations rage, I know my God is in control. Lord of hosts, you're with us, with us in the fire, with us as a shelter, with us in the storm. You will lead us through the fiercest battle. Oh, where else could we go but with the Lord of hosts? You are with us, with us in the fire, with us as a shelter, with us in the storm. You will lead us through the fiercest battle. Well, where else could we go but with the Lord of hosts? Father, please lead us. Lead us in the valley when it just seems so dark. You are our light. In Jesus' name.